It's time for CBJ in 30, presented by Telhio Credit Union. Find us on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play Music, YouTube, and TuneIn. The easiest thing to do is tell Alexa or Siri to play CBJ in 30. Here's your host, Bob McGilligan. Welcome to another edition of CBJ and 30 presented by Telhio Credit Union. Today, free agency opened in the National Hockey League, and what a busy day it was. Players going all over the place. Players that you didn't think would be moving. Players that you didn't think would be going to the team that they did go to. It was craziness, but I'm going to concentrate on the Columbus Blue Jackets and what they were able to do today, and there were plenty of contracts that the Blue Jackets dished out. I'll tell you about that right after I tell you about Telhio Credit Union. Telhio Credit Union has been in existence since 1934. It was way back then that they decided it was going to be the customer first and everybody else second. Simple as that. So they continue to operate just that very same way today. Why should you join a credit union? What kind of benefits are there to joining Telhio Credit Union? Questions like that and many more can be answered just by going to their website at telhio.org. That's right. You go there, you surf around, you click on the different tabs, and you will find the answers that you need. And if you can't find a specific answer, well, guess what? You will be able to go ahead and click on the live chat option during business hours, and somebody will just pop up on the screen to help you through it. Telhio Credit Union. They're going to leave you with one question in mind, and that is, why stay with a regular bank when you can join a credit union that will put you above everything else? Tell Ohio Credit Union, they are federally insured by NCUA. Find them on the web at tellhio.org. All right, let's get to it. Free agency opened at noon today, and the Blue Jackets began making moves immediately. They were There were moves that were already made that couldn't be announced until afternoon today, and they started announcing right after the lunch hour began when they signed Boone Jenner to a four-year contract extension. Boone Jenner is now scheduled to be a Blue Jacket through the 25-26 season. I say scheduled to because you never know. I'm just covering myself here, right? If I would have told you that Cam Atkinson was going to get traded to the Philadelphia Flyers on Saturday, if I would have said that to you on Friday, you would have called me crazy. If I would have said that Saturday morning, early in the morning, 7 o'clock, you would have called me crazy, but it happened. And so I'll just put it this way. The Blue Jackets, they love Boone Jenner. They've always loved what he brought to the table from the time that he arrived in town after they drafted him. And again, he is being rewarded. He has a four-year contract extension. That's how it began. The next announcement was that Patrick Line had agreed to his qualifying offer. He'll make $7.5 million this year. I know darn well some of you are going to say with the production last year, that's even too much money. Listen. Patrick Laine is a special talent. The Blue Jackets have to find a way to get him going. He has to find a way to get himself going. I understand. I get it. But when Patrick Laine is playing to his potential, he gives this team the potential to be very, very good. As I told you the other day, getting Jake Voracek from the Philadelphia Flyers, there's no question that one of the immediate needs the Blue Jackets have is to get a playmaker that can set up Patrick Laine, Voracek, is expected to be that guy. When we get to the games, we'll find out if it's going to work the way they have it planned. But the bottom line is Patrick Laine has signed his qualifying offer, and he is set for the year contract-wise and ready to go. Then the Blue Jackets signed Eric Robinson to a two-year contract extension. 
That goes through the 2023-2024 season. It wasn't that long ago that many were worried that Eric Robinson was going to be taken by the Seattle Kraken, that he would be a victim of the expansion draft in the National Hockey League. The Blue Jackets found a way to protect him, and now they have signed him to a two-year contract extension. So that's how the day started for the Blue Jackets. All of those announcements were made uh, throughout the course of 11 minutes earlier today. And then the Blue Jackets started to get, uh, I don't want to say started to get serious, but what they started to do was started to fill some needs. And they did that this afternoon when they signed centerman Sean Corrali to a four-year contract. Now, Sean Corrali was with the Boston Bruins, but the most important thing here is Sean Corrali is a Columbus guy. He grew up in Dublin. He played college hockey at Miami of Ohio. He's been with the Boston Bruins, and there are many, many, many things that the Blue Jackets like about him. With Boston, he's a bottom six centerman. Look for him to be the fourth-line centerman on this team. But as general manager Yarmo Kekalainen tells us, signing Sean Corrali wasn't just about what he brings on the ice, but what he will bring off the ice as well. As I've said not many times, we always look for people, not just only what they can do on the ice um, with their character, but but leaders that, that can be a big factor in the locker room and keep that high standard that we've had here um, about the way we work every day. And, and Sean Corrali will definitely bring that. He will lead by example, not only on the ice, but off the ice and in the gym and, and the way he goes about his business. So that's the best way to lead. I'm sure he'll get a voice there too. He's an experienced guy in the league right now. He, he uh, gets a lot of respect in our room immediately for what he's done and how successful he's been in the league. So um, it won't be long before he'll have a voice in there. I completely agree with that. It is not going to be long at all. Maybe it'll be no time before Sean Corrali has a voice in the Blue Jackets room. Earlier today, I had a chance to sit down and talk one-on-one with Sean Corrali. Two words for you. Welcome home. How nice is is it for you to be here in Columbus and going to wear that Blue Jacket sweater? Just really excited. I think um, it's just a lot of things that, that, that came together today, and, and it's uh, super exciting. I think I'm already excited to, to get going and, and can't wait for that, for that first, uh, first day. Well, for you, this is a, a new experience, right? Free agency and uh, waiting it out, figuring it out. I know that you have uh, agents that do that kind of stuff, but what's it like from the player's perspective, uh, especially knowing you're going to leave one organization, you're going to go somewhere else, and maybe somewhere you really want to come to? Mm-hmm. It was, uh, yeah, this was this was where I wanted to be, and um, I've never been through this. I don't know if you usually get to land where you want to be, but uh, for me, I'm one for one, so I'm, I'm going to take that and run. I'm, I'm, I'm free agency has, has, has landed me here. I'm, not many guys get to play in their hometown, and uh, this, is, this is an exciting time. Uh, I'm really excited, and like I said, I, I can't wait to get going. Not only was I excited to see you get signed, but then to see it, be a four-year deal, which uh, I think is great. That gives you a chance to get in here, get acclimated to a new team, and, and really dig in, knowing what your future is going to be. Exactly. That was a that was a huge part of it. I wanted to be, um, you know, be here and, and and commit to to what they've got going on here. I, th- I believe in it, and I think the future is bright. And um, in the meantime, we'll try and win as as many games and, and um, you know, shoot shoot as high as you as you can. You, you never know. How this is going to go, and, and I believe in the guys in that locker room, and um, 
in the direction that management has, and uh, I'm excited to be a part of it. Let's talk about the guys in the locker room a little bit because, you know, normally when a guy comes into a new team, you know, I'll ask him about, uh, do you know this guy or do you know that guy? Uh, how much do you know about the city? All of that. I don't have to do much of that with you at all, obviously, but mm -hmm. I don't know if, if people really realize that you being from here, uh, before you would go to Boston, you come in and skate with other guys and Blue Jackets guys that were here getting ready for their season. So there's familiarity there, and I know some of those guys have now moved on to other places. But you're coming in here to uh, be with a group that you're comfortable with already. Yeah, absolutely. I, and that's obviously all, uh, a city I'm comfortable with, uh, a, a group of guys for the most part. I, I don't know. I've obviously looked at, at, at the roster and... Um, you know, I'd say there's a good percentage of them that, I, that I'm familiar with. Um, but looking forward to getting, getting to know the ones that I don't. Um, I've heard nothing but, but great things from, from top to bottom about, about all of them. And, and there's a few I know how they play, and I don't like playing against them. So it'll be fun, fun to be playing with them. Um, and that, that goes into making a decision. You want to be somewhere where, where it wasn't fun to, to play against. So that's, that was a big piece of this. Last year, Jack Roslovic came back home to play for the Blue Jackets. Um, like when that happened, did you think about it even at that time? What it would it be like to come back here and play? You know, it's it's tough to think about it before anything materializes. It's I just there's so many um, parts that that have to kind of uh, align. But um, I just know I was thinking how happy I was for Jack and and saw the success he was having and 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 just thought how cool is that and. Um, you know, if it, if it could, uh, I guess if it could work out, you'd always know how excited you'd be to be in that position and, and while we're here. You know, it's kind of funny because when you look at this roster now and you see some of the changes that are made, it's very easy to go, well, you lost this guy, lost this guy, lost this guy. It, it might be a, a bit of a struggle. But if you really dig into this roster and you take a look at it, there's still some very familiar names on it. There are very talented names on it. Mm -hmm. And so for a guy coming in from the outside, um, you know, Tell me about this roster as you look at it and the potential that you see there. Mm -hmm. I think they've they've built like what, what I've been saying is is guys that are fun to play against and and then added some some really high end talent and skill. Um, some of the younger players and uh, some I know. Um, and then you got two really good goalies and that's a huge piece of it too. Um, knowing knowing you've got you've got some major support on on, on the back end and. Uh, the backside, I should say, and um, yeah, I think it's a roster that's that's built and being built to to compete at at the top of the league. Um, you know, there's there's uh, you know time time uh, can help that, um, but you know, as as me and as a player, my job is to come in and and play the best I can and and try and help the team win games and um, play my role and, and do what I do best and. And that's kind of what I'm planning to do and, and just excited to play in front of the fans in Columbus and, and just probably see a lot of familiar faces. Um, it's, Asking uh, for tickets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I only get two. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's, uh, that's going to be fun. I can't wait to, to jump in the glass and, and see all the fans out there. You come from the Boston Bruins, an uh, organization that's had great success, especially through the time that you were there. Um, marquee players, uh, Patrice Bergeron, Brad Marchand, people don't like to hear that, but it, you know, uh, just because he's so hard to play against. When you're playing with players like that, what things did you learn? What things did you pick up? Things that now that as you go somewhere else, you're going to take with you and, and maybe uh, things you learn to step into a leadership role with a group like this? 
Yeah, the uh, man, I've had, I've been, I think that probably the most grateful thing I, I'm grateful for is the people I've been surrounded by or the teammates I've been surrounded by in, in Boston was, was probably how you draw it up if you, if you want uh, to, to be around people that know how to do it and have done it well and, and just lucky and grateful. And um, the guys you named, the Crecci's, the Bergeron's, the Bacchus's, um, the uh, Marchand's. There's the list goes to Charas and, and there's there's a, there's a lot more actually there to it, um, but you just learn that uh, these guys and you get down and, and you just keep going. I think what I've learned most is they just keep going and things seem to sometimes turn around if you just keep doing that, um, keep working and it's all about just working and showing up every day and and nothing that nothing that I'm not breaking breaking uh, any news here by saying any of this, but just good people and, and good players and, and they work their butts off and. Um, try and take as much of it as you can. So now what do you have left? Just the uh, the regular things of life like getting stuff from Boston, getting it back to Columbus and all that? Yeah, yep. I guess that the final the final piece of that, um, it's, uh, it's exciting. Uh, I think it's been, I was saying on the way in, uh, maybe 10, 11 years since every year it's kind of the routine is, is get ready to go to your own your new city in late August and, and September and pack up and kind of have a week or two buffer to three weeks and I mean, I just, you know, gained, um, you know, a whole lot more time and um, to train and kind of be settled and, and be ready as I possibly can for the season. So I think uh, advantage one is, is right there, right in front of us. And that's uh, just just one of the perks. And I'm, I'm excited to, to get going, but it's, uh, it's fun to be home. Well, Sean, that excitement that you have and I'm sure your family has, yeah. we have it here with the Blue Jackets too. Yeah. And can't wait to see you on the ice. Thanks, Bob. I meant what I said right there. I'll go on record right now and say I am extremely excited to have Sean Corrali as a member of the Columbus Blue Jackets. So we were talking at the end of that interview, like when he first came in the room, he said, it's good to see you again. And I was thinking to myself, where did I see Sean? Did I go in the room in Boston? Did I go in the visiting room here? Where? Because I've watched him play for years, but I couldn't recall having a conversation with him. And then he said to me after the interview, he said, you came to my house in my draft year, and I had completely forgotten that that happened. And I started to think about it, and I was like, I did come to your house, and we did sit down and do an interview. And, of course, I ran home, and I got on YouTube, and I did a search, and it only took a few minutes. And lo and behold, I found it. It happened 10 years ago. 10 years ago, I was sitting in Sean's home in Dublin talking to him about being drafted and I was watching it, and uh, there wasn't much difference. He was sitting on a different side. As I looked at it, he was on the left, I was on the right. Uh, the interview we did today, we were flip-flopped. But uh, I, I was a little bit, uh, I must have been on a weight loss plan there. I was a little bit thinner than I am today, I think. But And he looked a little bit younger and didn't have the facial hair that he has today. But it was pretty much the, the same interview in many ways. It was uh, the same tone and everything, and... I was so glad that he brought it up, and, and I told him that. I I found the interview, I texted it to him, and I said, I'm so glad that you brought this up today because in all the stuff I've done here over 12 years, I forgot that we actually went out to his house and did that. And I'm telling you, he is the same guy today that he was then when I did that. Genuine, pure, good guy and a good hockey player and somebody that's really going to help to fortify the bottom of the order of the forwards 
on this team. I really, really like this signing of Sean Corrali. So kudos to Yarmo Kekalainen and his staff for being able to get that done. They bring him here for four years. It's not like Sean has to worry about it being a two-year deal and where am I going to go when this is over. He can settle in. He can be at home. He can enjoy playing for his hometown team. Well, after they signed Sean Corrali, then the Blue Jackets signed defenseman Gavin Bayreuther. Now, you might be saying to yourself, wait a minute, whoa, 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 whoa. I thought Gavin Bayreuther got taken in the expansion draft by the Seattle Kraken. Yes, he did get taken by the Seattle Kraken, but he was an unrestricted free agent. He re-signs with the Blue Jackets. He'll be that depth guy, I would think. Adam Clendenning, who has been here the last couple of years and has done a great job in the role they've asked him to play, which is going between Cleveland and Columbus. Um, Clendenning signed a two-way deal with the Philadelphia Flyers, so Bayreuther steps in. I think he's going to hold down that kind of a role for the Blue Jackets. So let me back up for just a second here. We were worried, many of us, many of you, maybe not so much me. Okay, maybe me a little bit. But a couple of weeks ago, and even leading up to it, like for the past year, people have been saying to me about the expansion draft, so worried, so afraid the Blue Jackets were going to get taken to the cleaners as they thought they did the first time around when William Carlson went to the Vegas Golden Knights and wound up scoring 40 goals in the first year that he was there. That didn't sit well with anybody. All of you in the fan base still remember that, and many of you are still unhappy about that. So there was great concern as to the Blue Jackets losing a player. As it turns out, not only did they, quote-unquote, lose a player who happened to be a depth guy and an American Hockey League, National Hockey League guy, but they got that player back anyway. So they lost nobody to the Seattle Kraken. Nobody. So all of that worry was for naught. But who'd have thunk it? Anyway, Gavin Bayreuther is back with the Blue Jackets. Uh, speaking of the Seattle Kraken, they were very active, though. They did sign a former Blue Jacket. Alexander Wenberg signed a three-year deal to go there and play. Uh, they actually also signed Jaden Schwartz, formerly of the St. Louis Blues. And the big surprise to me, what they did is getting goaltender Philip Grubauer, signing him away from the Colorado Avalanche which kind of leaves the avalanche a little bit in a lurch when it comes to goaltending. So Gavin Bayreuther is back within the fold. Then the Blue Jackets uh, announced that uh, Tyler Sakura, he's a forward. He's got a one-way, two-way deal, NHL, AHL contract, Blue Jackets, Monsters. And then finally, they announced that Alexander Texier has agreed to a two-year contract extension that will take him through the 2022-2023 season. So again, a very busy important day for the Blue Jackets. They're not done. They're still looking for a defenseman on the free agent market. I don't know if they're thrilled with what's out there uh, with the defensemen that are left right now. Maybe they look at that. Maybe they find somebody. Maybe they make a trade to get somebody. Look, all these goalies changed places. Uh, Frederick Anderson went from Toronto to Carolina. Peter Morazic went from Carolina to Toronto. Brian Elliott has gone to Tampa from Philly. Martin Jones comes from San Jose, and he goes into Philadelphia. Uh, and, and there are a lot more of them. And I'm, I'd have to just take a – it would take me so long to figure it out. These are the ones off the top of my head. But I think there's still the possibility the Blue Jackets could move a goaltender. And, again, the it, it seems to be – a foregone conclusion now that Jonas Corposalo would probably probably be the guy that would be looked at. And, um, you know, there's still teams that are looking for help in goal. Uh, the Buffalo Sabres, you know, they're, they're looking for help 
all over the place. Oh, Antti Ranta went to the Carolina Hurricanes, too. That's another goaltender move. Um, but uh, the Buffalo Sabres are looking for help. Uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins would like to do something with their goaltending. I don't know if if the Blue Jackets are a direction that they would look for that or not. Um, but I'll tell you this. And as I do this, I'm just scrolling through Twitter to make sure that I didn't miss anything. And even if I did miss something, I apologize for it. But uh, I'll tell you this. The... Uh, the fact of the matter is, with the Colorado Avalanche, there are ties there. Jared Bednar was the head coach in Cleveland when the Monsters won the Calder Cup in the American Hockey League. Uh, Jonas Corposalo played for him. Chris McFarland, who's the assistant general manager in Colorado, was the assistant general manager with the Blue Jackets that put together uh, that team. He had left before they won the Calder Cup, but uh, he had his fingerprints all over that in Corposalo was brought in when he was here. Uh, and again, I don't know what Colorado's looking at. I don't, I don't know if uh, if they'd be tempted to see if Chicago would flip Marc-Andre Fleury again or something crazy, but uh, let me just put it to you this way. Uh, if the Blue Jackets wound up getting together with Colorado in some way, shape, or form, it wouldn't surprise me just because there's familiarity there between the two. Not saying it's going to happen. I'm just, I'm just putting things out there okay i'm just trying to use common sense here for a second but um there's still things the blue jackets can do and as i said they're still hoping to get a defenseman i believe michael del Sato was somebody they did seriously consider resigning but then he goes to ottawa and they give him a two-year deal and they give him two million dollars in the course of the two years and, and maybe the blue jackets didn't want to go above one year or maybe the two million was more than they wanted to offer i don't know i didn't talk to Yarmo directly about that but um but they'll still be looking they'll be looking to make the club better and find a way to try and get that done. So that leads me to my next subject. And this is not about anybody who signed as a free agent today or any free agent moves that were made, but this does have something to do with a defenseman. And it does take us back to Friday when the Blue Jackets traded Seth Jones to the Chicago Blackhawks in a huge deal. And the young defenseman that came back the other way to the Blue Jackets in that deal was Adam Boquist. Boquist was in town today for a blink of an eye, literally. I mean, he was in, he was out. Uh, he barely had time to do much of anything, but he did have time to sit down and talk with me. So here's my conversation with new Blue Jackets defenseman, Adam Boquist. Welcome to Columbus. Great to have you here for what turns out to be a, a really quick in and out, right? Yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah, got here for half an hour ago and I'm leaving in in half an hour, so it's a quick turnaround, but it's it's nice to see some faces and see the arena, and yeah, I'm looking forward to the season, so it's going to be good. Let's go back to Friday when the trade went down. Did you have an idea that you might be involved in a package? Uh, how much surprise was there? How did that entire day go for you? Uh, yeah, I kind of saw some like rumors uh, earlier in the summer, but you know, you you see the rumors, he doesn't think about it too much. And then uh, I was actually out at dinner and then I saw, I actually saw it on Instagram. Uh, so yeah, you know, uh, there's not much you can do. It's, it's a business and, uh, and obviously I got traded for a pretty good player. So I'm looking forward to the opportunity here in Columbus. And uh, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to the season. It's funny you say that because I think the way that you evaluate trades is, you know, where am I going? Who did I get traded for? You can always say the rest of your life, right? They traded Seth Jones uh, to get me. Yeah. Uh, the way it works out. But 
just coming here and knowing the great opportunity that there is on this blue line, what does that mean to you? Yeah, obviously, uh, it's nice to be here. You know, the, I hear the fans is great here, so it's going to be a lot of fun f uh, to play for Columbus. And uh, yeah, the blue line, I think we have a, a lot of young, uh, good defensemen with uh, Varensky, and then we acquired Yig Bean as well, and mm -hmm. then a few more guys. And uh, you know, I, I know a few guys as well, uh, Bemstrom and the Swedish guys. So it's nice to know some, some guys before you you get into the team and as well you feel a little bit more confident and stuff so yeah I'm looking forward to the, uh, to the season. You mentioned Zach Wierenski. Zach is a very offensive-minded defenseman. Uh, you're a guy that has offensive upside as well. Are you looking forward to playing with Zach and, and with seeing Zach being able to to watch him shift after shift whether it's on the ice or from the bench? Oh yeah for sure I think uh, I can learn a lot from him you know I played with uh, Duncan for the past two years and he learned me a lot uh, uh, how to be like a good uh, hockey player and a person uh, off the ice and and even on the ice. But I think uh, Zach has that style that I want to play. You know, sometimes you see him below the the goal line and stuff. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I think he's a great hockey player and looking forward to meet him. Another thing that is a strength of yours is the power play, and it's no secret the Blue Jackets power play has been struggling the last couple of years looking for answers to that do you think you might be able to provide some of those answers uh, yeah uh, obviously I have to play good to play power in the power play you know I'm just not gonna be in there if I play bad so <laughs> obviously I wanna help the team to win in any way I can and uh, if that's in the power play I'll do my best out there and uh, I actually talked to Lina the other day and he he said uh, just give him the puck yeah. stuff. <laughs> Just kidding. So that would be good. That doesn't surprise me, no. actually. If you can lay a nice pass in his wheelhouse, you're in good shape, right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned knowing Emil Bemstrom. Uh, he's a guy that, you know, he comes here with a lot of great upside. He's got a great shot. Uh, he hasn't really gotten over that hump yet in the National Hockey League. And I know you're a young guy, too, that has a, a lot of getting better in front of you. But do you hope that maybe with a guy like that that you know so well, you guys might be able to help each other? Yeah, for sure. Uh, I've been hanging out with him, with him now in the summer as well, uh, and he's a great guy. And he was excited to have me on the team. He, he called me a couple of times, and uh, you know it's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, he's uh, probably in the same uh, in the same position as me. You know, I haven't taken the next step, but hopefully this year we can do it. Uh, you know, help help each other out. And uh, yeah, it's it's going to be good. Funny thing about this past season is you played the Blue Jackets a lot with the Blackhawks and the Blue Jackets in the same division. You came to town for four games uh, with time in between. In a normal season, that would mean you got to see a lot of Columbus and know a lot about at least the downtown area. Not last year. No. You weren't allowed to do anything because of the COVID protocols. Uh, isn't that kind of strange that even though you were here a lot, pretty much what you saw was the building in the hotel? Yeah, yeah. So. We didn't even get get to go out to dinners. I was just sitting in the hotel and uh, get to the rink, and that's it. So I'm looking forward to get the notice city here. And uh, I heard it's a it's a great city. And yeah, I'm a young guy, and so single. So it's going to be a lot of fun, I think. You mentioned Jake Bean a couple of moments ago too, coming from the Carolina Hurricanes. He'll be in the same situation. They were here a lot. He couldn't yeah. do anything. Yeah. But um, are you looking forward to being around? other young defensemen like that? You, we were just talking about Bemstrom and there's there's that upside. Are you looking forward to growing as part of a young group? Yeah, for sure. I think uh, in Chicago we had a lot of young defensemen. You know, you can take 
you can take and give, you know. Uh, you, you can be open and uh, you're almost fighting for the, the same spot, you know. Uh, you, you're competing every practice, every game, and you want to be the guy. So I think that's going to help our team to win hockey games. You are not the only Boquist in the National Hockey League. Your brother got drafted the year before you did by the New Jersey Devils. He went, I think, 36th overall. Uh, you went 8th overall by the Chicago Blackhawks the next year. What was life like in the Boquist household there for a couple of years with two guys getting drafted to the National Hockey League? Uh, yeah, it was pretty crazy. Uh, but uh, I didn't think too much about that because uh, it's a long way to get to the NHL. And it was just uh, getting drafted. Obviously, that's that's a good step uh, but I think uh, it was pretty cool when we played against each other with the family uh, in the crowd so that's a moment I will never forget. When he was going through the whole process again being drafted a year before you were you able to to learn anything just by watching what he was going through? Uh, yeah I was uh, you know uh, I saw how when he was talking to the scouts and when he was on the phone had to fill out every like thing so I was kinda a little bit prepared for that and then I was at the draft with him, and um, you know, you're. I think I was more nervous than him then that day. So, and then uh, same for him next year with me. So, uh, yeah. But it, it's nice to have a brother. You know, you can you can talk about everything, and uh, yeah, we live uh, neighbors in in Sweden, so it's it's good. And now you're in the same division as him, so you will get to see him a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so. That's going to be good uh, to play him a few times. <laughs> the path that you took uh, before getting into the NHL came from Sweden, came over and played in the Ontario Hockey League with the London Knights. Um, how good was that for your development, just to go there and play in that league? And then I know at the end of that year you got some a little bit of time in the American Hockey League. Yeah, I think uh, that was the best that could happen for me, uh, you know, because uh, uh, I had to play on the small eyes. I barely play on the smaller eyes, and I heard it take take a little bit of time, and then uh, play a lot of games and play some big minutes and stuff. And uh, you know, we had a great team there as well, and uh, I had a lot of fun. Uh, and the city was great and everything, and Mark and Dale was good, so I think that helped me a lot. And another guy you should know from there is Liam Foodie, right? Yeah, yeah, ex uh, exactly. <laughs> I played with him played in there so he's a good guy and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing him. Alright so let's talk about just the things outside of hockey that you have to do now. You're trained to do a new city. You're gonna have to find a place to live. Uh, you gotta get to know the area and know people. You already know a couple of teammates. When do you go through that whole place to live? Because that's that's one of the biggest things yeah. isn't it? Yeah it is. Uh, uh, so good thing I have uh, good people around me that can help me out a little bit because uh, I was actually I just got a place in Chicago, so now I have to cancel oh. that and stuff. But it, it is what it is, you know. I'm, I'm looking forward um, to being here, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. And um, this is just a part of the job. So, when you were in Chicago, they were in the midst of a, a bit of a rebuild. When you come here, maybe a similar situation. But are you excited about what you see with the the guys that they drafted the other night after they got you in the trade? The other people that we've talked about being around. Just how excited are you? looking forward to training camp and what's going to happen starting this year yeah I'm I'm looking forward to it super much you know I think yeah I think we have a good team and uh, we're having good prospects that you said and uh, young team so I'm looking forward to it and it's going to be a lot of fun 
Well, it is great to have you here. Really appreciate it. Uh, taking some time and what is a busy schedule for you. Yeah. Can't wait to see you wear that number 27 for the Blue Jackets this year. Thank you. Appreciate that. So there he is, Adam Boquist, who joined the Blue Jackets after being traded from the Chicago Blackhawks. And it is so good to hear that enthusiasm. And uh, he's excited. We're all excited. Things are different, but different is good at times. As the Blue Jackets, I know I said on my Monday mailbag that it looks like it's a, a rebuild. And then you sit down and you talk to guys and you really take a look at the roster and you wonder if it isn't a reload. But you really can't tell one way or the other until at least the preseason begins. And that's not going to happen until September 27th. By the way, one more thing. Talking about free agents that signed, Nick Felino. From the time the Blue Jackets traded him to the Toronto Maple Leafs, there was speculation that he would return to the Blue Jackets as a free agent this summer. Then, as I told you on Monday... It wouldn't surprise me if he signed in Minnesota to play with his brother, Marcus. Marcus was really trying to sell that, but as it turns out, the former Blue Jackets captain, Nick Foligno, has signed with the Boston Bruins, a two-year contract for Nick Foligno worth just under $4 million a year. So, you know what? Good for him. No animosity whatsoever to Nick Foligno. I told you there are only X amount of big-dollar contracts left for Foligno at the age that he is. I would imagine that losing Sean Corrali really made Nick Foligno attractive to the Boston Bruins. Uh, he may have literally taken Corrali's place there, and now Sean is with the Blue Jackets. But, uh, again, nothing but respect for Nick Foligno, and uh, glad that he got – I'm glad he – I don't want to say held out. I don't mean it like that, but I'm glad that somebody gave him uh, what he felt that he was worth, and he is going to be with the Boston Bruins. I also hope that the Blue Jackets don't lose to the Boston Bruins in any of the games they play head-to-head over the course of the next two years, which, again, is the life of Nick Foligno's contract. So it'll be uh, it'll be interesting. Adds a little flair to those games, right? A guy has gone each way on those teams. Adding some flair to games that were already interesting because the two teams played each other in a playoff series just a couple of years ago. So free agency. They call it the silly season, and boy, has it been silly on day one. And it will continue. There are still some big names out there that need to land somewhere. And again, Blue Jackets still would like to um, make some moves. They want to improve their team. If they get the opportunity to do that with a free agent signing, they'll do it. If it takes a trade or something, whatever it takes, that's what Yarmo Kekalainen is going to do. So that's going to wrap up today's edition of CBJ and 30 presented by Tell Ohio Credit Union. Until next time, I'm Bob McElligot saying so long.